and we're back with another episode of Why Did You Choose? Hi guys, it's Sophie and Henry back. Yeah. Um, I guess we're talking about me this time. Um, okay, yesterday I went to my dad's office. That was actually a lot of fun. I'm a new intern at his company. What? Yeah. Um, I actually didn't tell Henry because he wanted the raw reaction. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was like so cool. Business lady now. Y- yeah, it, it was really cool. I was actually really busy because everyone flooded me with a bunch of projects and everything, but I felt so important. And they trusted my you? Desk. It was just researching what? stuff, but I honestly did not trust myself because it's like, you know when they tell you to research in school and you can't find something, you get frustrated, so you just yeah. make something up? Like, I couldn't make anything up, <laughs> so I had to, like, ask my dad questions and everything, and then there was a actual conference um, what's it called? A conference room meeting. Yeah. And a client came in and he gave a presentation. I was just, it was so cool. And my dad just looked so professional and I've never seen him in that environment. <laughs> it was, it was really nice. He, I asked him what I should call him in the office and he told me to say Ralph. So. No! Yeah. <laughs> I had to get used to that. That's, yeah. I, no, I would love to do that. I would just be like, hey, Van. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> And he hates it when I call him Van at, at home. Yeah, my yeah, dad was like, so only in the office. I was like, okay. I felt <laughs> weird doing it, honestly. But... Yeah, because I guess it's like unprofessional. Yeah. It was right. nice. I don't know how often I'm going to go in. I'm going to work like five hours a week. So it's not... It's pretty flexible. Um, Where's the office? Like in the city? No, it's in North Jersey. It's like an hour oh. away. I don't know exactly what town. It was cute, okay. though. All right. Okay, so today we have on Aman, and he is a rising junior, and he's from UC Berkeley. So, do you want to say hi and tell us about your major? Yeah, sure. What's up, everyone? Um, yeah, so I'm studying econ, business, and minoring in data science. Um, that's cool. So nice. So I would, yeah, I was just talking about business. How did you get interested in business? Yo, I was really gonna say the same. Really? Yeah. Wavelength. Yeah, I think. I think for me, um, my interest kind of came um, in high school, kind of like toward the end of high school, when I started re- reading about um, the market, just like stocks, um, just kind of equities and stuff. Um, and I thought, you know, finance was really cool, really understanding businesses, understanding their financials, etc. So I kind of went to college with an open mind, joined a couple of business clubs, um, really enjoyed like all the finance material I kind of learned, and like really enjoyed investing or just trading, um, you know, in the public markets itself. And so I kind of decided to commit to it. Um, so that's kind of why I'm doing econ and business. Like e- business gives me a more like qualitative background, whereas econ gives you a more quantitative background. So like the modeling, et cetera, whereas like business, it really allows you to work with people. It allows you to like be a leader within investing, right? So it's kind of a mix of both. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that was a well thought out good answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't think about that with business. Um, I didn't know the difference between the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I know the difference because people would be like, um, majoring in business. Yeah. Like, what business? Yeah, wait, can people <laughs> even do that? Just a general business? Yeah, so actually at Berkeley, we don't, like, within a business school, we don't have any uh, specific majors. So if you're in a business school, you're majoring in business administration. Oh, and, wow. like, you can take concentrated classes in whatever. So, like, obviously my concentration is going to be finance, right? I'll take more accounting classes, um, more, like, investing finance classes in general. But that wouldn't be my major necessarily. So um, business is very, obviously, very vague. Um, majors so it's kind of like what you choose to like take as like a business student in a business school you know yeah yeah that makes sense um okay now more to the school what got you most oh actually we'll do the fun facts first i always forget about that they're not fun facts they're just basic facts okay so the undergrad enrollment is thirty one thousand seven hundred and eighty. Uh, it's located in Berkeley, California, so far trip, and the popular majors are engineering, social sciences, biological and biomedical sciences, computer and information sciences, and multi-interdisciplinary studies. Should we look up the acceptance rate, just so people know? Yeah, uh, that's good. Like, what type of school it is, and like, yeah. if they could even, like, get in or not. <laughs> yeah, and in the meantime, do you want to tell us what got you most interested the and applying to the school and visiting the campus? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I guess, like, Berkeley kind of sparked my interest because um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And I knew like, I was probably a more quantitative person, so I knew I had a good, um, you know, tech or computer science school. But at the same time, you know, I had the passion for business and finance, as I mentioned. So I knew, you know, I had a strong business school as well. 
Um, so it was kind of very versatile, you know, if, even if I decided to go to law school afterwards, I probably wasn't going to, um, you know, have a strong law school and stuff. So I thought, you know, regardless of what I chose to do, their program was pretty competitive and I'd learned a lot. And so I think like that versatility really, really encouraged me to apply. And in terms from like an aesthetic standpoint, just like your campus in general, obviously it's in Northern California, so the weather's super great, like typically 60 to 80 all year. Um, sometimes it gets a little colder, so that part was really cool. Um, and at the same time, like the campus is a city campus, but it's also like internalized. So it's a campus within a city, but like all the buildings are in one place. You know, once you get on campus, you're on campus and it's not the city anymore. So it's really cool. It's like this little like central epicenter of Berkeley, California. And I really like that component, right? Cause I'd be living in the city, but I'd be going to college on a real college campus. Um, and I, and that really, really appealed to me. Yeah. So a real college campus is like green grass, trees all the stuff everything like that yeah 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 it's like aesthetically it's so nice like the greenery is insane um and like a lot of mm. like just a lot of grass in general to like do whatever you want and you know in california like that's very expensive like obviously space doesn't come easy just because everything's like very scarce in general so yeah i, I think that part really really i really like that yeah those campuses are the best campuses yeah campuses in the city um so the acceptance rate for uh, UC Berkeley or Cal, I'm going to call it Cal for the rest of the time, um, it's 16.3% and the average ACT is 29 to 35 and the SAT 13.30 is the low end and 15.30 is the high end. Dang. So. Come on, you're pretty smart, I guess. Yeah, you got to <laughs> in between there. Yeah. Okay, so what are the kids like there and if they have any stereotypes, do they hold true? Yeah, I think the kids are pretty, um, I think, like, there's kids of all kinds. I think, like, you know, obviously, Berkeley is, has, it's a pretty good um, sports school. So, like, there are a lot of athletes, um, a lot of people whose main focus is sports. And I think I like that a lot. Um, it's also a very academic school. So, it's computer science programs, like I mentioned, it's engineering programs, it's pre-med programs. They're all pretty strong. And so, it, it's really cool seeing, like, both sides of it. You know, you see, like, a strong academic school and also, you know, strong athletic school. Um, and so... I think the students are very, um, just very different. Um, and I think like a stereotype that I was familiar with coming in was just like how difficult the classes were, how just cutthroat, um, how kind of snaky the people were in general. And while like, I think it's true to some extent, I'm sure there are people like that. And like, you know, I know people like that. It's very easy to find, you know, people that you like, people that you're friends with who are super nice, collaborative, et cetera. And so because, you know, it's such a big school and because there's all kinds of different people, I think it's really easy to find your own like find who you find with find your close friend etc um and, and yeah yeah there are a lot of people how do you feel about that um like first of all how many people do you think you'd know if you walked past a common area yeah so um i mean i think it depends i think it tends to be very like like segregated by by like year so if i was a freshman you know the freshman dining halls i pretty much know a lot of people um, but obviously, if I was just walking on campus, just at a random spot, I probably wouldn't know most of the people just because it's huge. Um, and coming in, I didn't like that just because I knew that if I met someone, right, I, there's a good chance I never see them again. But at the same time, like I realize now, it's actually like a really, it, it's really flexible. Like you can get involved with so many different things and so many different kind of like groups on campus and stuff. And like they don't necessarily intersect. And that may be a bad thing, but I think it's kind of a good thing, right? You get to experience different kind of people, different kind of clubs and Greek life, etc. And so I think like you can make the school as small as you want, you know, if you really want to, but it's also big just in case you don't want to, right? So like I think being at a big school is something that I didn't see myself wanting to go to, but I realize now like I actually like it a lot. Okay. Cool, yeah. Yeah. That's actually a pretty interesting take on it. No one's ever said like, oh it's a big school and like there's like new people everywhere you everywhere you look. And then like they don't really say that like you could you can make it a small school by just like staying in like your close circle of friends. Yeah. Like there's so many different people that you can meet, which is cool. And I'm sure um, as you go about your routine, everyone has the same routine. So then you see everyone at the same time, like the people yeah. who go to the same places as you at the same time. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes me think like there's got to be like multiple friend groups of like the same type of people that just don't know each other yeah that's so true yeah yeah do you think that happens in college like where you go um okay so i kind of missed the last part of the question but you said 
multiple friend group for no one knows anyone. Wait, do you do you like um do you think that happens at Cal? Like multiple friend groups like that don't know each other but are like exactly the same? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure like um I think like, one thing is we have a lot of different clubs on campus and I think the most popular kind are consulting clubs. And like inside every consulting club the people are pretty pretty similar, right? Like they all, you know, want to help other companies, et cetera, like really do well in their projects and like, you know, they're pretty academic in general. Um but, you know, there's a bunch of them. So a group of people in, like, one consulting club won't know a group of people in the other. So, like, yeah, I think it's very, it's not just possible, I think it's, it's very, like, it just happens a lot where a group of people are pretty similar, but they don't really know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is, like, is the clubs, is that, like, a way to, like, socialize with people? Like, that's what Yeah, so I think, yeah, so we definitely have a lot of clubs. We do have um, Greek life, and I think Greek life is pretty big. Like, we have a whole... Um, like section of campus just dedicated to all the houses, um, you know, called Frat Row. And so, like, all the sororities and frats are there. Um, so that's a big part. And then, obviously, as I mentioned, clubs are huge. Like, we, in the beginning of the year, like, as you walk down main campus, um, every club is just, like, endorsing themselves and, like, telling you to join, telling you to, like, interview for them, et cetera. And so, I think those two places are definitely um, the most common places to kind of make friends and, and find your people. Um, and because there's so many different kind of frats and sororities, different kind of clubs, I think it's really cool, right? You can find exactly what you're looking for um, and go from there. Yeah, um, when you guys do hang out, is it more like a, or actually go out, is it more of a Greek life frat dorm thing, or is it a bar downtown vibe? Yeah, no, definitely definitely more of Greek life. Um, I think for me, every time you know, I go out on a weekend, it'd be a house party or some frat party. Okay. Um, I think in, sorry. Oh no, sorry. I just said okay. Say, oh, <laughs> Keep going. Like, yeah, I think, I think in general, um, like we're really close to San Francisco, right? Like we're right across the bridge, and so San Francisco, I think, is more of a like a day town or day city, right? Like it gets more exciting in the daytime than nighttime. So like the club scene isn't too polarizing there, um, and I think like the Berkeley clubs in general don't really appeal to college students as much as I thought, and so I think most people, at least like from freshman and junior year. Um, typically, like, party with house parties, like, they kind of host or frat parties. Okay. Good to know. Oh, also another party question. Um, so, like, how's the, like, the police presence during, like, all that going on? What the like, is that yeah, a I think, problem? Um, not really. I think the police are pretty lenient about, about in California. I know, like, for me, I haven't had many problems with like cops or I haven't seen many problems with cops in general like yeah like around frat row you'll be like oh an occasional police car and if you're like drinking outside then you might you know, might get like a ticket or something but I think overall it's not like a concern it's not something I like actively concerned about uh, when you know me and my friends are going out so I don't think it's too bad okay great uh, okay now just into the yeah college down college town slash downtown what is it like and how accessible is it um, yeah, the college town, downtown area is pretty, pretty busy. Um, you know, Berkeley has a lot of, like, office buildings and just big companies kind of have um, satellite offices there. So it tends to be a lot of professionals just, like, walking around um, during the daytime. Um, but I think overall, like, great food. It's pretty, pretty active in, in their food scene. Like, I think Berkeley is known for having amazing, amazing Asian food. So that's one thing. Like, a lot of people come drive up from the Bay Area to kind of eat here. Um, overall, I think... It's pretty lively, like, if you're outside at, like, 1 or 2 a.m., it, it'll be empty on, like, a weekday. Um, but overall, like, if it's a weekend and, you know, it's, like, a Friday or Saturday, I'm pretty sure, like, when you walk out, there'll be people around, there'll be people doing something, you know, either, like, getting boba, um, getting food, getting ice cream, getting gelato, or, you know, just walking back from school or whatever. So it's pretty active. But I think, like, the downtown I'm exposed to is a little different than, like, the real downtown Berkeley, like, technically downtown Berkeley, but, like, it's kind of the latter end of it, so something to consider. Is there a large concentration of college kids or is it mostly the professionals you were talking about? I think it's mostly college kids. I think um, it's college kids and like families to a certain extent. Um, but I think the ones who kind of make up the, the liveliness of the college town are college students just because there's so many of us in such a small area or like a you know, relatively concentrated area. And so, you know, it's just pretty active in that sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what off-campus activities are there, if any? Yeah, I think there's a good amount. I think um, 
Berkeley, obviously, has San Francisco right next to it. So, you know, 20 minute, 30 minute train ride or 20 minute Uber, then you get to San Francisco. You can do a lot there. A lot of great viewpoints, obviously, a lot of great, like, sightseeing, like, destination and stuff. Um, but I, I guess, like, within Berkeley alone, um, I know, like, our campus really has, like, amazing scenery. And so, like, there's a lot of hikes, like, different hikes you can take, um, like, amazing viewpoints because Berkeley's on a hill. And so, like, the peak of it is super high. You get an amazing view of the entire bay. Um, so, like, I think hiking is a big thing at Berkeley. Um, you know, I think other than that, you can kind of drive down a couple hours, go to the beach. Um, and, yeah, I think those two things, like, the most important, like, are probably the main ones. Um, other than that, like, as I mentioned, we have a lot of restaurants. And so food, like, everyone there is definitely a foodie because there's so many different restaurants to try, and they're all really good. So that tends to be, you know, just, like, let's just go out to eat, try something new. Yeah, I totally forgot that there's so much to do in San Francisco. I shouldn't have said um, if any activities, because that city alone, you could San be in for yeah. so long. They have everything. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, it's a city. Yeah, so like, yeah, but they have the hiking, like you said, the, yeah. like, the adventure, the beach, the, and yeah, it's nice. Alcatraz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Alcatraz. Alcatraz is really cool. Like, I want to go there, but, like, there's like piers right across Alcatraz, and like those are my favorite, favorite spots in SF, just because, mm-hmm. um, like SF being San Francisco, just because they're so, again, they're so lively and they have so much to do in general. Yeah, Fisherman's Wharf too. Yeah. Ever been there? I have been there. You have? Oh yeah, but we should ask Mom. Yeah, have you yeah. been there? No, I was kind of asking Mom. I wasn't asking. <laughs> no, I realized that once I looked at you, I felt yeah. embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should, you should be that with the song. Mom, have you been, been there? <laughs> nah, I actually haven't. What? You have to you have to get there then when you go. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just it's just an area where they just have like a bunch of different food. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Oh, and there's also a really good burger place. Are you gonna say In and Out? I was gonna oh say. Oh my god. It was god. not that good. No, In and Out. No, it it does look kind of up to the hype, but like, there's a better burger place. Yeah. Right across from like the Golden Gate Bridge, or right across from the wharf. I don't remember. Is it is it Boydon or Boyden, something like that? I have no idea. Nah, okay. So I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember the name. There's like a green green uh thing that goes over like like a green canopy thing that goes over the door. I remember that. This is very unhelpful. It's really <laughs> small too. Really small space. It's like a family owned thing, and there's like two tables in there, and you can't even even fit. Alright, well, guys, place. if you're in That's, San Francisco, have you, ever, have, you to, have you ever been to a place like that? Come on, no. My bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure I have. I mean, I think, like, those spots are pretty pretty popular um, mm-hmm. over the Bay Area, just, like, authentic food and stuff, but yeah. I'm not sure if I've been to, like, your specific burger yeah. place. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Just Damn stop man. talking. Alright, alright, alright. Let's end it out. <laughs> no, it's funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, All right, but yeah, point is, amazing food. Yeah. So how big is the and campus, and is there a campus transportation system? Yeah, so I think campus is pretty big. Um, I can't really give you a square footage or, like, a square mile because I really don't know. But, like, to walk from, like, one end to another, I'd say, you know, a solid 20, 25 minutes. And, like, that's, you know, like, college campus area, not the city. Um, and so it's pretty big. Um and it does take time to walk to class if you're living on the other end of campus. But I kind of like it because, because it's big. There's a lot of, like, greenery, yeah. a lot of areas to, like, just eat and, and sit and just relax. Um, and there's no on-campus transportation because, like, on-campus is literally a campus. But they do give us, like, access to city transportation. So we have free access to busing, um, like, city busing. Um, we get, like... Uh, like bar cards and for barge essentially the subway for the bay area so it can like transport you from Berkeley to san francisco to other parts of the bay um just like you know subway do in new york and so they give us like discounts on that and so i think their partnership and just the access they give us is pretty convenient because it allows us to like explore things outside of campus um and because all the students live in the city and not you know within campus um we kind of need it so okay yeah that's cool every college needs something like that so okay that's yeah nice. Like you're looking at the acreage. Acreage. You did not just call it acreage. What is it? The acres. I don't know. It's one thousand two hundred thirty-two acres. Yeah, we normally put that in the description anyway, but. Yeah, but that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's big. But like, 
all, all like your classes and all your areas that you need to go, it's all concentrated into like one area where like the longest you probably would have to walk is like 15 minutes, right? No, you said 25. 25. 25. Okay. Oh, my bad. I wasn't looking. <laughs> I was trying to look this up. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. On to uh, more of the academics. How are your professors? Yes, I think because um, like Berkeley grad school is like really good. I think like a lot of our programs are pretty renowned um, and our professors kind of stem from those programs and like the prestige of them. Um, our professors are pretty good. Um, and I think like that's something that I don't take advantage of or a lot of people don't take advantage of because classes at Berkeley, you know, as a freshman or sophomore can get up to like 2,000 people. And like that's like not common. Like I have been in one class with 2,000 people that's or like insane. over a thousand at least. But typically, they're like in a couple of hundreds, and so because of that, you don't get to take advantage of the amazing faculty. Um, but like, kind of as you specialize or concentrate in one thing, you want to focus on. You know, you may be in a class with twenty or thirty other people, and so like at that, I think at that point, um, really taking advantage of your professor would be ideal. But I think overall, professors are really good. Um, I think like if you ask other people at Berkeley like how they are, they'll say they're pretty bad. But I actually disagree. I think they're very good teachers and they're very successful in their field. Um, you know, they've accomplished stuff and stuff. Why do they think they're bad, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I think it's just, it's just like, I think it's just a result of the large class size, right? Obviously, it's very difficult for a professor to be accommodating of all 500 people in a class. Yeah. And so as a result, it tends to get a little bit more, like, disorganized, um, maybe, like, not as efficient as students would like. But I think, like, because the class sizes are so big, it's really not, like, that big of a deal. Um, and, like, I think if you're looking at professors for, like, how they, you know, teach us and how they like understand the material and help us understand it i think they're very strong and i think like the amount of research opportunity the amount of like practical things that they expose us to is also like really solid and i think like just looking at it from that lens um professor are really great wait so you're saying you don't have any classes with like 20 to 30 kids it's all in the hundreds um so my freshman and sophomore year i would say let me just think about it real quick i had one class with 20 people that was an english class and that's a required class um for like a freshman and sophomore um so like that one was 20 people but other than that i think my smallest class was probably like 800 people and that was or 80 people and that was like an upper division history class i just took for fun so that wasn't even like an introductory class but i think in an introductory class especially within econ business computer science those kind of areas um you can expect hundreds of thousands of people in them so that's oh my god that's the biggest yeah. i've ever heard More thousand. yeah you said a thousand to two thousand can you believe that so, um, it, are they, literally, literally. what else do you think they do to accommodate that? I know you mentioned something, but like, are there, do they have more frequent office hours or do they have teacher's assistants? Yeah. So obviously like, when you have a class size that big, personalized teaching is very hard. And so I think they make it a point to have, um, obviously like discussion sections where, you know, you have time with the TA. Um, and I think those tend to be between 10 and 20 people. So that's like super efficient. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, I think I'd order, like, yeah, office hours definitely exist, but to be honest, like, it's not really worth finding office hours for a professor when he has, like, 500, 500 other people in his class, so you kind of go to office hours for your TA, or for another TA. Oh, okay. Um, that's kind of how, like, I've seen it work. I'm sure people do go to office hours for a professor, but, like, I just think because, you know, let's say you're in a, you're in a discussion section with 10, 15 people, and you, like, develop, you know, a real relationship with your TA, I feel like it's more, it just feels more, um just reasonable to go up to him or her and ask them for help, you know? So that's just something I've seen. I think uh, there obviously are accessible over office hours. I don't, I think people prefer TA because they teach um, like you more, right? So you're more comfortable with them. Yeah. Because you're also close to your age. Probably know how you feel. Yeah, that's true, right? They're grad students typically, so yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And so you don't know any of your professors? Like on a personal um, level? Honestly, if you, let's say like, other than, like, excluding a class with 20 people, if you kind of put my name up to any professor in all my classes, like, do you know who this kid is? I'm, like, 100% sure none of, none of them would know. Just because I never had any, like, one-on-one -on -one or individual time with them. And they're not doing a grading, so I never see my name. So, like, there's no context in which they, they familiarize themselves with me, you know? So, yeah, no relationship with my professors. Nah. And you're, co you're cool with that? Yeah, I don't mind it. Just because, like, the TAs are solid. Um, and I think, you know, as, as I mentioned, like, as you come a junior and senior, your class gets smaller. So, like, I really do anticipate having more of a relationship in the next two years. So, I'm looking forward to that. But I think for my first two years, not really, just because of how accessible TAs were in general. So, yeah. it really didn't matter to me. Yeah. 
How's the guidance system or the college advisors? They're good. They're good. I think obviously like Berkeley's a big school, so it gets maybe a little bit like unorganized in that sense. But I've been you know, reached out to them a couple of times for class and other stuff. So um, you know they're pretty pretty strong in that sense. But I, I've heard you know bad, like bad stories from other people. So I'm sure there's like some flaws, but I think it's just natural when you're dealing with thirty thousand plus students. Um, but I think overall it's pretty solid. I don't have like you know semesterly meetings with my advisor or anything like that. It's just like on a per need basis. So. Were they helpful in choosing your major? Because I know a lot of people complain about that. Um, not really. I, honestly, I think, like, when you're choosing your major, I think you should kind of, like, explore how you want and look at it from the lens you want. Um, I think it's, like, hard to approach a college advisor, like, okay, what should I major in, right? Because it's very hard to gauge what you actually want to do from, like, a third perspective or, like, an outside lens. So, like, I never, I never approach my college advisor, like, okay, like, how do I, you know, do this double major? How do I do this triple major? Or maybe I don't do either. Um, but I'm pretty confident they'd be really, really helpful in that, in that instance, just not for me, I guess. Okay, cool. Um, do they, um, offer, like, um, like a flexible class schedule so you could take a bunch of classes so you could, um, figure out what you want to do? Um, so, no, I think that's, like, one bad part that I've kind of seen. If you're, like, you know, gunning for a very, a very popular class, right, like, let's say take a CS introductory class, for example, or like everyone wants to get it on it. Um, if you don't have like good enrollment time, there's a good chance you won't get the class that semester. And it's happened to me a couple of times where I had to like delay taking a class um, by a semester just because I wasn't able to get in on it. Um, and that kind of sucks, right? Because it can kind of screw with your plan. Um, like I initially planned to graduate in three years. That's not possible anymore. Like I have to okay. take three and a half now. Um, and like it's partly because of how bad the scheduling system is and because there's so many students just trying to get the same 200, 300 slots. If you're a freshman or a sophomore and all the seniors and juniors have you know better enrollment than you, then naturally you might get a little screwed. Um, and also like the scholarship students at Berkeley also get like a big priority. So like they can enroll way before you. So like if there's like a kid who got no scholarship um, and just like, you know, get normal enrollment hours as a freshman or sophomore, there's a decent chance you might not be able to get like a class you want if it's a really popular class. Wow, that's very frustrating. I'm especially because I'm a planner, so if things don't go according to how I want it, that would that make me annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty bad. I think in general they make it work though, right? Because there's always an alternative, right? So like I want to take um, my second semester freshman year, I want to take a class called Econ Two, an instructor Econ class that wasn't available, so I had to take Econ One, and it was a slightly worse class. But like you know, they're aware of these things and they try to like accommodate for it, so. You know, honestly, it didn't screw up my schedule that much. And if you're a planner, it probably will. Like, you probably have to delay a class here and there. But I don't think it'll, like, make a drastic change, you know? Yeah, in the long term. Also, you're graduating in three and a half years. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, I'm out of state, so I pay a lot of money relative to the in-state students. So it's kind of like, if I could do it, then why not? You know, I'd probably still stay there for the extra semester just to hang out with my friends. Um, but at the same time, I want to be taking classes, so it'd be more chill, you know? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. It's impressive. Yeah. That's actually smooth. I want to do that. Just hang out with your last semester? Yeah, like, just yeah. hang out. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, what is the alumni network like? Yeah, so the alumni network is pretty strong. I think, as I mentioned before, um, all the grad programs, like graduate-level programs at Berkeley are strong, too. So you have access to not only the undergraduate network, but also the grad school network, right? So for example, I'm in a high school business and the undergraduate network is strong, but it's definitely more strong for like the MBA program. Um, and so I have access to both of those, right? So it's really, really helpful in that sense. But I think there are some flaws to it because there's so many Berkeley alum, there's so many Berkeley students where, you know, they're not, you know, let's say an alumni isn't as incentivized to help you because like there's thousands of people reaching out. So I think alumni networks are, are a little more strong within, you know, Greek life, within clubs and stuff, right? So if I'm coming from a certain fraternity, I'm way more likely to get an answer from someone who was also in my same fraternity, just because there's so many other Berkeley students probably reaching out to him, right? So he needs some relating point or some relating factor in general. Um, so I think, like, alumni is strong. If you want to become a little more personalized and really, like, take advantage of it, definitely join a couple of clubs, um, Greek life, and you really have the access to it, like, great people. Alright, good. Good awesome. advice. Yeah, write that down, everybody. Yeah, take notes. <laughs> uh, how are the internships? Are they easily available? I could imagine because they're near a city, but... 
Yeah, I think, yeah, they're pretty, pretty accessible in general. I think our campus recruitment page is very, very good. Like, I know, like, top firms recruit at school, especially, like, San Francisco offices. Um, and that being said, like, because we're in Silicon Valley, like, the tech hub of the world, um, tech, like, every tech company recruit from, from Cal. And so, um, I mean, if you're, like, putting in the work and, you know, you're, you're doing well, I'm, like, it's pretty easy to get internships, especially, like, in software engineering or in some tech-related field just because, like, we're in that, we're in that area. Um, so I think in general, yeah, it's pretty accessible. And the recruitment page is super helpful too. So, what year do people normally get them? Is it do people still get sophomore year? Is it concentrated in junior year? Yeah, so I think so. In a general sense, where you intern, your the summer after your junior year is the most important, right? Because you can get a return offer and go back to full time, um, and like that's really where you can start your career. But you know, I think a lot of people in Berkeley do get you know like a real solid internship their freshman and sophomore year as well. Um, and so, like, yeah, I think it's helpful for all, kind of all summers. Okay, cool. And also people in high school, too. So. <laughs> yeah, You already really started, me. Sophie, I'm so. I'm the best. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, like, not the best, but, like, you can think that, like. Maddie's working you know with someone mean. who's a freshman right now, a freshman intern in high school. <laughs> what? Yeah. Where is she interning at? She's, she's working at a PT place, and he's an intern at, he goes to Allied. Um, oh. Just yeah, very smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what what PT places is she interning at? I forget. I tell you. Later. Maddie's like right there. Should we add Maddie to this podcast? Like no. she's literally right in there. She no. was on the podcast. I don't like her. Oh my god, he's going to get her. <laughs> no, no. I, mean, I, won't. I won't. I was like, what the heck? No, like I'm on friends with Maddie. That would be so funny. Mom, would you want Maddie here? Just say no. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Overruled. She just ruined the vibe. Yeah, she's just vibe ruiner. It's just like, really, just vibe ruiner. Yeah, that's her title. Okay. That, that's her That's her title at your internship? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie, you know, vibe ruiner. <laughs> Hire me. Okay, on to other things. Um, what is the food like, and how does the meal plan work? Um, yeah, so, freshman year. So, like, I guess, like, explain the meal plan, and kind of, like, explain the housing situation. Um, so, like, first off, the housing crisis in the Bay Area is pretty real. Houses, house prices are, like, super inflated, um, very expensive. There's not much real estate available in general. Okay. And so, because of that, um, in Berkeley, you only get, like, guaranteed, um, dorming your freshman year. And from there, like, you can apply to, like on-campus dorming, but typically people go off-campus, and so we really only get exposure to um, Berkeley Dining Hall your freshman year, and oh. so it's kind of like start on that, your freshman dining hall suck, um, like, really badly, they're, like, really bad, um, <laughs> that's the first time I heard someone say that, wow, what, yeah, it's, it's like, bad? yeah, it's, like, really bad, freshman year, yeah, so, like, the dining hall is, like, they're, they have a lot of options, Actually, that's not true. No, I don't, I don't have a lot of options at all. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know how else to put it. Like, the quality is pretty... It's it decent, right? Like, it's obviously fluctuates. Like, there's some days where, like, oh, wow, like, this food's really good. But then there's a lot of days where, like, okay, what am I going to eat today? And, like, that's most days. Um, but with that being said, there's so many students to take care of, so it's really hard to have, like, exquisite dining halls. Um, but, like, I really like the dining halls because they're so, like, active and, like, you're always going to have fun there. So I actually love going to dining hall other than the food part of it. Um, but, like, in general, the food is getting better. Like, I kind of noticed that people that are freshmen last year, like, when I was a sophomore, like, told me what they were eating and seemed, like, a lot better. So I guess, like, my experience, which is a little different, but I think, like, people in general don't like the dining hall, but it, it is getting better. So I think that's a good, like, way to put it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. wait, so what do you do after freshman year? You, you're not allowed to eat in the dining halls at all? Um, you can. I'm pretty sure there's, like, an option to buy like a dining hall package but if anyone did that like i would like charge them because like why um, <laughs> because like you're essentially paying the same amount of money you would like eating out at a restaurant and, like to get like on campus food and like that's just not worth it right and so um like once you move out you typically cook you know you go out to eat um you can also like go to a dining hall like once or twice you know like get like on like dining dollars which is something else that the school provides if you pay them um, but yeah, in general, just cooking and, and eating out as an upperclassman. What are your go-to eating out places? 
Um, so I had a big Taco Bell guy. So I love Taco Bell. Oh, oh yeah, me too, me too. Right? Yeah, it's pretty fire. And like, yeah. what's up? I said, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and especially after like parties, right? Like Friday, Saturday nights at 3 a.m. Taco Bell is a scene, man. Like when you go there, like you're definitely gonna have fun. You're definitely gonna run into people you know. You're definitely gonna have a good time. Um, so like obviously for the vibes, it's really cool. Um, so that's cool. I, I really like uh, this place called Senores, which is a pizza place right next to Taco Bell. Um, again, like, late night addict, like, I'm really addicted to it at, like, past 1am, I go there almost every day, um, but, like, dude, there's, like, there's, like, 15, 20 restaurants within, like, a one-minute walk of, like, all the frats and everything, so, like, there's a lot of accessible food in general, but I think, yeah, those two are probably my go-tos, so, and Chipotle, Chipotle, actually, that's wow. my number one go-to, that's my lunch, that was my lunch every day this past semester, like, I, like I, I mean it, like, every day. Wow. Nice. I could do that too. Yeah. I could definitely pull it every day for the semester. <laughs> so do you want to tell us more about housing? Oh, wait, I have another question. Wait, what? what do you what do you like to cook though when you don't feel like eating out? That's a good question. Yeah, so I'm not a very good cook. Like uh-huh. I kinda came into my sophomore year, you know, with a new apartment, I'm like, I right, I'm not gonna spend that much money on food. I'm gonna cook. Um I cooked for about a week, realized I like didn't make good food. So <laughs> screw it and I spent the money. Um uh, but yeah. Other, like I think I make a good grilled cheese and that's it. Like my grilled cheese is really, really good, but I can't I can't make them every day because they're so unhealthy. Like I put like I down it with butter. Like, yeah. I put, like a whole oh, thing yeah, of butter in my. That's why. That is great. That's so funny. You're like, oh, I'm not. I'm like a bad cook and like grilled cheese is like your guys' thing. Like that's yeah. exactly what a bad cook would say. Would say yeah, or like cereal yeah. Yeah, or cereal yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so on to the housing. You said, okay, so people are housed freshman year, and then you said they move off? Yeah, so I would say like 90, 80% of people move off campus um, sophomore, junior, senior year. Um, and by off campus, that can mean like their frat house, which is technically on campus, I guess, but like not on a, in a, like a school dorm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, no, obviously, like, like, let's say you really want to live on campus, you can apply, and, like, you may get lucky and get, like, one of really nice sophomore or junior dorms, um, but then again, most people, like, prefer apartments just because you're more independent, you have to, like, follow the rules of dorms, and, like, you know, like, you're in the city. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, for me, I stayed in a dorm my freshman year, had a great experience, um, in the sophomore year, when I went back, I stayed in an apartment, and next year, I'm also in an apartment, so... Okay. And how were the qualities of the dorms while you were living in them? Uh, honestly, pretty good. I think I was very lucky. I got a really good dorm, um, like a very good dorm, relative to a lot of other people. I think there's ups, like there's like the good dorms are really really solid. Like I know like one, the best one called Blackwell. Um, it's like a hotel. You go in like high class ping pong tables, high class furniture, like like app, like hello like. I don't know if I can say how that, but um, a lot of like, uh, just like computers and stuff in general. And so that that place is really cool. It's like a five star hotel. But then like, there's another dorm called Unit Three, and like that's a literal like, it's, it's garbage. It's, like three people in like a ten by ten room. Um, it's like super super, just tight and compact and claustrophobic and like dirty. Um, and like just the quality of dorms are pretty pretty garbage. Like the the lounge is have broken ping pong table with like broken furniture what it's like on the low end um i'd say like most of them are like pretty good you like there's like five six six freshmen like dorms they're like the main ones and like one of them is really bad the other five are pretty solid or sorry the other four are pretty solid and then one just excellent so it's a, it's a whole spectrum it depends on how, on how lucky you get <laughs> that's so funny unit three <laughs> that seems yeah, very obvious there's unit one, unit two, and unit three, so I, yeah. I'd seem, is unit three like the worst one? Yeah, unit three is by far the worst one. Like, I, yeah, I actually got unit three, I got unit three triple, so three people in a 10 by 10 room, and my mom was like not having it, so he's like, all right, you're going to request to get out of there, so I did, <laughs> and I got lucky and I got unit one, so. Oh, nice. nice. Mom advice is always right. Yeah, unit three, though, that's so funny. Like, is that like, probably cost them so much insurance to keep that up. Mm. Honestly, like, like unit three, like that thing about it, like I regret moving out of unit three, right? Because like it's a trade off. Like you're taking a worse dorm for sure, but because your dorm room's so bad, everyone just hangs out with each other in like the hallway or whatever, right? So it's definitely more tight knit community. 
like I know one of my closest friends um he's actually like he lived in it three and him and his like floors were so tight like they were like best friends right whereas for me because I was in a mini suite and because everyone just stayed within their suite I wasn't really close with anyone in my floor oh, and so like yeah. I would kind of take the trade-off of maybe getting a slightly worse dorm I guess like not slightly but yeah it's like a worse <laughs> dorm but like a much better like community around me you know oh that's true yeah yeah that's a good positive yeah maybe I don't know if I'd do that. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a different way to look at it. Yeah. In the moment, I'd be like, no, this sucks, but... Yeah, I think I think for me it was weird because I, as I said, I got a really good dorm, but it's also a mini suite, right? So it's like two dorm rooms connect to each other with like a bathroom, a personal bathroom and like a foyer. Um, and so like my like my roommate was one of my, one of my friends, but my suite mate was the RA. So inside me and, inside my suite, it was just me and my friend. Um, and inside other suites, it was like two rooms, a triple and a double. So a lot of people like five people to just like hang out with all the time. I only had one other person, um, and so because people didn't leave their rooms and stuff, all my friends were like I would say like only one of my close friends is from my dorm. Everyone else is like from other places, um, through clubs and just other people in general. So. Oh okay, I see. Um, okay. How does the school spirit compare to the spirit of other schools? Um. Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie. Actually, I mean. Or if it's a, as I mentioned, it's a good athletic school. Like, like I know we have a lot of Olympians. Like we have like, I forgot how many Olympians we have, but we have a bunch. Um, and it's really weird because I've noticed that Berkeley is really good athletically, but only for like sports no one cares about, right? So like for example, our swimming team is like really really good. Our like fencing team is probably really really good. But like our football team is like, eh. Our basketball team is like, eh. That's so, like. Yeah. I remember the rug. I watched like rugby like three years ago. It was a championship. They were destroying like one team, like completely, it's, just like it's football, it's football them. in rugby. Oh, rugby! Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. So random. <laughs> like we're good in odd sports, and it's, it's cool, but it kind of sucks because the sports like football and basketball, where everyone conglomerates and really like shows the school spirit, we're not that good at. Um, but we're good enough. Like, let's say I was going to a game on a Saturday, um, and we're playing like a rival like Stanford or UCLA. Like, it'd be, it'd be pretty packed. Um, but, like, then again, like, our alumni section wouldn't be because, like, there wouldn't be that many alumni there. Um, so, like, it's not, like, a Penn State football time, like, area. It's not, like, a Michigan or, like, an LSU. But it's definitely pretty fun to go to football games, especially when we're good. Uh, like, my freshman year, we beat Stanford in something that's called the big game. It's when, like, Stanford and Cal play every year. And I traveled to Stanford to go to the game, and it's probably the best experience I had my freshman year, for sure. Um, and so, like, in that sense, school fair was great. Me and a bunch of my friends just went, and obviously a lot of other Cal students went, too. Um, but it, I think it depends on the season. If our team is good, then people will take the time to go to games. But if our team is, like, garbage, then I don't think many people would care. So I think it fluctuates. Do the irrelevant but good games, are they packed with a lot of students, or it's just because they're so irrelevant people don't care? So you're talking about the irrelevant sports? Like, yeah, like fencing and... <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so like, yeah, definitely not packed with people. Like, you know, I know that Berkeley is a good swim school. Like, I know we have a great, like, having a top five swim team, swim team in the country. But am I ever going to go to a swim, like, match, whatever it's called? It's probably not, right? It's just not that entertaining. Yeah. Me, at least. I think, I think it's like that for a lot of people. Um, and so I think, like, in a super school, like, um, I'm thinking of a good one. Like, a school, like, uh, like, LSU, right, for example. LSU is a great football team. Or, and, like, Duke has a good basketball team. But I'm pretty confident in a lot of other, like, sports, in most of the sports, we're better. But, like, no one really cares about those. So, like, you know, commonly it's known that, like, LSU and Duke are amazing, like, sports schools. Um, even though, like, there may not be that good in other sports, only, like, the two main ones, right? Football and basketball. Okay, yeah. Um, but aside from the sports and the spirit, is it a good spirit overall? Like, with the alumni network, or if you see someone on the street... Is it just like a woo cow, or is it just kind of like oh hey? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think it it depends. Um, I think just because like there's so many people, there's not like one consensus like vibe that being a cow alum gives you, right? Like you, you'll find people that are super cheerful and be like, "Yo, I went to Cal," you know, like let's go. But I'll see people like, "Oh yeah, I went to Cal," like you know, they don't really care. So I think it depends. I think on average it's pretty decent. Um, but obviously, like there's some people super super chill and super happy. Some people that really don't care at all. So. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Um, so, have you had any interesting celebrities uh, visit or perform at your school? 
Um, actually, yeah. So we actually had I forgot which one. Um, it was one of the Paul. I think it was Jake Paul. I think it was Jake Paul. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jake Jake Paul party at a frat. Um, at Cal, right? And like I was at that party, but a lot of my friends were, so I kept on getting snaps of like, "Yo, Jake Paul's here. He's partying with." I think it was like he was like a frat called um pie cap or five side i forgot which one but that was cool i didn't know who he was at that point because freshman year so like i was like oh who's this guy um <laughs> let's see performances uh no nah, i don't think i remember any like notorious performances uh yeah yeah not really but i think like a lot of athletes come to our games like i know steph curry came to our basketball game Ooh. um yeah like we had a lot of solid um athletes like Aaron Rodgers is a alum, Deshaun Jackson, um, like Jalen or Jalen Brown, Marshawn Lynch, so like a lot of you would like all, a lot of them show up to games and stuff, so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, occasionally Cal will get like like a really good player. And then that Yeah, exactly right. Like, like yeah. all of all of the players Cal produces like today NBA or NFL like really good. But there's no player that are, like kind of eh, right? It's like you're either really good or you don't make a league. Yeah, that's true. Like all, yeah, another one, Jared Goff. He's uh Quarterback for the Lions now. He was. He was oh yeah, player. I guess except Jared Goff, he kind of that. But yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't. You guys don't like Jared Goff. I mean, he's, uh, he's not an exceptional player. He's like not an Aaron Rodgers or Marshawn Lynch, right? But like, no. But like, I mean, he was good. I mean, he was the first. He was the first pick for a reason, right? Like he. Yeah. I, he was supposed to be a superstar, but I don't know. Mm, we'll see what happens with Detroit. So. Um. Yeah. So that's like pretty cool, though. How are your gym facilities? Um, pretty good. Um, I think like our it's called RSF, so recreational sports facility. It's like a bunch of basketball courts, um, an Olympic size swimming pool, gyms, racquetball or racquetball courts, baseball field, uh, a bunch of cool stuff like that. And like the gym in specific, really big. Like there's like a lot of cardio stuff like all over, and there's like weightlifting. Um, not gonna lie, it's kind of small. There's a lot of like benches and a lot of like different machines and stuff. But because, again, we have 30,000 people, it sometimes gets a little too crowded. Like, you might have to wait, like, a couple minutes before you get a bench, for example. Um, that's our main gym. I know we have another gym called Hers. I've never been there. I don't think many people go there. But it is, like, a good supplemental piece, right, to, like, the main sports facility on campus. So I think gyms are super high quality. It could be a little bigger. Um, but I think I'm content with it, so. Okay. All right. Yep. Cool. So now we're on the last five questions. And... These are more like personal to you. So the first one is what are some traditions and what is your favorite? Ooh, okay. So one tradition I like and I do it I did it once and I guess I think it was something I enjoyed. Um is there's something called four point oh hill, right? So before freshman year, um, like during orientation week, you go to this hill in the middle of campus and you roll down it and if you roll down it you're gonna get a four point Like everyone does it and like not everyone gets a 4.0, so, like, obviously it doesn't work, but I think it's kind of cool. Um, Wait, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. And then there's, like, a, uh, there's a thing on the floor. I forgot what it's called, like, that's, like, the right way to call it, but there's, like, a, like, a Berkeley logo on the floor, um, of, like, right after the library, or main library, and, like, if you step on it, you're not gonna get a 4.0, and, like, I don't have a 4.0, but I still don't step on it. It's, like, there's no way I can get a 4.0 now. Like, I still don't step on it, right? It's weird. Um, you should just step on it and then blame your luck on that. Uh, you're right, right? Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I should do that. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? I think tradition. Oh, yeah, there's a good tradition. So 420 gets kind of intense um, just because, like, California is super liberal. And so mm-hmm. a lot of, like, marijuana <laughs> and weed in general. So 420 does get kind of wild. You mean, like, 420 every single day? Oh no, like the month. No, like April, like April 20th. No, like April 20th. 420 is not a month. Wait, what do you yeah. mean? No. 420 is not a month. Yeah, April 20th. Okay, but I don't know. I, every time, I don't know. You're People say something 420. You're, you're not, you're not celebrating 420? Okay, go neither, on, neither Mom. Go on. Yeah, so like that part's cool. Um, I think, there's another thing called a naked run. So like after, or like, I think it's, the week before finals week, dead week, every semester, like, people just, like, run naked across the library and, like, across, like, across our main fields. Um, I never been to watch because, like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's something a lot of people, like, all right, by the time I'm a senior, I'm going to do it at least once. I don't think they allow cameras or anything like that in there, so, like, 
know, if you're scared of getting, like, photographed, it probably wouldn't happen, but, like, I'm definitely not going to do it for that reason. Like, I can't risk that. <laughs> um, Wait, that's crazy. People voluntarily do that? Like, completely yeah, butt-ass yeah. naked. Like, butt-ass naked. And, like, no underwear, like, like, like... I mean, I think some people wear underwear if they want to, but, like, like there are definitely a bunch of people that, like, wear nothing. And, <laughs> and like, this semester, there weren't that many people because of COVID, but I'm pretty sure, like, my freshman fall, or my first semester in college, there were definitely, like, in the hundreds of people doing it, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> Oh my that's gosh, actually, that's just, that's, that's crazy. So <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't know if you watch American Pie, but there's like an American, American Pie movie called The Naked Mile, and it kind of reminds me of that, so. <laughs> yeah, I've seen American Pie. I don't remember that. <laughs> um, wait, and it's just like, everyone knows that it's happening, so you just have to like, avoid the library for the day? I mean, yeah, so it's like, everyone knows when it's going to happen, um, just because like, we're mouth. I think it typically happens on Friday before finals. So, like, that's just, like, a general, like, tentative day and time. It's, like, Friday evening or Friday night. So, like, if you're trying to go, you go. If you're trying to, like, participate, you go. But if you're just, yeah, like, oh I just, God. I just hear, yeah, I went. It was really cool and, like, nice, you know. That's insane. And they don't get in trouble for it, like, the people. No, no, definitely not. Just because, like, first of all, it's a tradition. So, like, even if they want to, would be like, yo, like, that's not right. You know, we've yeah. been doing it for, like, 100 years. And, two, like, there's so many kids doing it. So, it's kind of like, okay, we can't, like. You can't, like, get... 200 people. No, it's like, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you can't stop them all. What do you think makes your school unique? Um... You can repeat things, too, that you've said before. Yeah, I think definitely the versatility. I think it's it has so many different, like, amazing components of it, right? Like, it's a city school, but it's also has a real campus. You know, it's an athletic school, but it's also, like, renowned for its academic. You know, it has a lot of different kind of people, different kind of food different kind of professors. I think I like how, like, well-rounded it is. I think that's really, like, why I like it a lot. Um, I can experience really anything, right? I just gotta find that community, and, and I got it. Um, so I think I like that part a lot, and yeah, I think that's really, like, its core factor, for me at least. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely what makes it special for me. Nice. And then the next question is, what's your favorite part about the school, but is it the same thing about what makes it unique. Um, I guess to get a little more specific, I guess for me, my favorite part is, uh, I think the work hard, play hard culture. I think a lot of people are very academically oriented, but like when it comes Friday or Saturday night or just like nighttime in general, like, you know, like we all realize like, listen, we've been working hard, working hard all day. Let's go have some fun, right? Like whether that's yeah. going to a football game or going to a party, um, we're just going out to eat, right? Like everyone's down to hang after, you know, a long day. And I like that culture a lot because the motivation to work harder, but also allows me to have a lot of fun. So, I, I really, really like that part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That gives you time to, part. Yeah, it gives you time to, like, reset so you can do it all again the next day. Right, <laughs> right. What's annoying about your school? I know you've said some things, so maybe if you just want to summarize. What's annoying? Yeah, I think the most... The thing I like the least about Berkeley is how dangerous it is, I think. Um, I think that, like, the city... It, it's like a pretty like dangerous city for sure like I, I get like reports almost every day like you know assault aggravated assault wow. like, like you know like yeah so it's not it's not the best place to be um like you know if i were to walk alone from like one like let's say like from downtown to south side of campus which is like a 15 minute walk at night at like 11 30 12 you know like i wouldn't be i wouldn't feel comfortable you know i'd do it but like i'd be like all right let me just run or like me like jog or, let me just like make sure i'm hyper alert in my surroundings just because you hear about so much stuff happening, um, and in some cases experience it. And so I think, like, how dangerous it can be at times is, it, it's like, a turnoff, kind of. Um, like, if you stay close to campus, like, the main campus area, you should be fine, right? Like, the main streets and stuff. But, like, as you go, like, you know, three, four, five, six blocks um, away from, like, prime campus, it gets more and more dangerous. And so, like, it, that part just annoys me a little bit because, like, if I want to do something at 1 a.m., but my son lives far... I can't do it unless I take the bus. Or I can't do it unless I like I take a bicycle or unless I walk really fast. It's like that flexibility and that convenience in the area. Wait, they don't have a system in place for that. Do they have a blue light system or like uh, they don't have a patrol? Yeah. Okay. So they do. They do. Like you can you can get like a, someone to walk you at night. Um, you can get like a bus to pick you up depending on like like when it is. I think like some night the bus is like not in service. Um, they do have a blue light system. Um, they they do. They definitely if you need resources needed but they're like there's like a big like back lot to them right so like 
one day I called, it was like 4 a.m. I was walking home from my friend's house and it was like a 20 minute walk and I didn't want to make the walk at like 3.30 or 4 a.m. So I called like the late night busing service um, that provides the students and like it was like, it came in an hour, right? So it just wasn't the most convenient. And I also like, if I'm trying to go to my friend's house, I feel bad calling someone like walk me there at night, you know? Um, just because like I want to go to my friend's house just 10 minutes away. So you just end up like just running or like finding a way to go. Yeah. Um, but it's like the dangerous, like how dangerous it is to really stop people from doing what they want to do, right? Like if I'm going to walk somewhere at 3 a.m., I think I'll probably still find a way to get there. I'll just be a lot more cautious, a lot more paranoid, just a lot more like, like, okay, like, what are my best options? They're much more, like, calculated. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What was, the, like, the other annoying thing that you said? The food. The food that was, like, annoying, and then, uh, also the classes. The right. classes, yeah. you can't, it's hard, to, it's hard to get classes that you really want to take. Yeah, yeah, I think that part definitely annoying sometimes. I think it ends up working out for most people, so it's kind of like a short-term problem. Um, but yeah, I think like the freshman year food and like how dangerous it is probably like my two negatives about, about Berkeley. Other than that, I don't think I have too many problems with it, so. All right. Well, last question. Amon, do you want to mm. guess what it is? Um, do, you like, do you like your school? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was kind of, I'm kind of close. It's, uh, it's the name of the podcast, if you know it. Oh, yeah, why'd you choose? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so why did you choose overall? It's just a quick little summary of... Oh, I see. Okay, I'm an idiot. I thought, just, I thought you were just, like, testing it, like, yo, do you know what it's called? Okay. No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think, so, like, as I mentioned, I think, um, you know, it's a pretty solid school academically, and I, I like that part of it. I knew I was willing to work hard. I knew I was willing to put in the work, and so, like, I wanted to be somewhere I'd be challenged. Um, so I think that part was definitely super appealing to me. Um, California is really nice. Its location, um, it is great weather. Like you have access to a lot of different like areas, a lot of different like cool stuff. Um, I love how I think I mentioned this a lot, but how versatile it is. Like I wasn't sure what I wanted to do exactly, so I knew you know whatever I chose within like the scope I was like choosing from is going to be you know a strong competitive um, major to be in. I, I really like that part of it. Like, wherever I went, you know, I'd be surrounded by really smart people who just motivate me more um, and just, like, just drive me, too. Um, I think, like, that's probably the most important thing for me. Like, I want to be at a, in a place where the people there are smarter than me and, like, I can learn from them more than, like, from teachers or whatever. And, like, I think that definitely lived up. Like, people there are, like, insane sometimes. Like, I know so many people who, like, have done, have like, had, like, academic and just, like, intellectual accomplishments that, like, I've never seen before. And those are the kind of people I like to learn from, and they motivate me. Um, I think that part is really cool. So I, I, that's, like, also a reason why I chose it. And then, obviously, like, I was into sports. They had a solid football program, solid basketball program, solid, um, like, other sports programs in general. So that part is really cool. And then, obviously, like, it's city slash college, a campus of vibe. I, I really liked how it kind of had both parts of it. So I think those four reasons are, like, the key um, to why I chose Berkeley. Nice. Nice, yeah. That was really in-depth. Really informational. So wholesome. Like, Great. I know. I really want to apply. You make me want to go there, but there's no point <laughs> for cool. me. But oh no, it. no, because Henry yeah. had a conversation before this. That's not but because he's dropping no. the school. No, no, it's because I can't get in. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You should definitely apply. You should definitely apply. I would encourage you. It's great. I love it there. Yeah, Sophie, you should apply. I can't go that far. But honestly, it, I, I missed. I miss my family so much the first, like, month, and I, I want to go home now. Like, a big shift within, like, a month. And, like, now I love it there, you know? Really? You you don't mind the distance at all? Um, I mind it. I think it's, like, I can't come home for weekends. I can't, like, I can come. It doesn't really even make sense for me to come home for Thanksgiving, right? Because I'll be home for Christmas two weeks later, and it's a six-hour plane, um, plane ride. So that kind of gets annoying. Like, okay, like, I just want to see my family for a couple of days, but... Other than that, it's not too big of a deal. Like, I plan to be in New York in the future. I plan to come back eventually, so. Alright. Yeah, it's, cool. I guess that's fun, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much. Actually, I don't know why I'm thinking the audience. Thanks for listening, audience, but mostly thank you, Amon, for coming on. Really, really great. Amon was here in a pinch, too. I literally asked him last minute. He was like, yeah. So, that was really nice. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys next episode. Henry.
remarks? Uh, remarks. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Jimmy, let us know what you think of this one, because Ahmad was gunning for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really close competition. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll say so, bye, bye, everybody. Bye.